0: As you're looking at developing your products and services, no matter where you are, I really want to encourage you to to look at what is an entry-level assessment type product that you can do for clients. So that's something that we've seen some good success with is you have a product that kind of just might be a lower price point, but it allows you to kind of see the entire business and how you can help them grow. And so, you know, we have the marketing assessment, which really allows us to go in and look at community banks and credit unions. On the assessment side, assess what's working in the marketing, what's not. And that provides great value. If all they do is the assessment, they'll get a fantastic ROI or return on investment. But then that also allows you to see where are there other ways that you might be able to help that client improve their things, their processes, their products. And that might potentially lead for additional business. It may not for you, but it could. And so I would recommend, you know, look at your products and services. And do you have something that you can offer at a lower end to assess the client and help them longer term?
1: Is your current success putting a lot of demands on you? If you're good at what you do, and you are, then everyone wants you, but that's no way to scale. If you're delivering spectacular results, you should be commanding higher fees, working with only the best clients. Welcome to the Hands Off CEO Podcast, where world-class agency owners and consultants learn how to fully monetize their expertise and scale profits by doing less. Here's your host, Mandy Ellefson. Hi, this is Mandy Ellefson, host of the Hands Off CEO podcast. I have here today, Mark Arnold from On The Mark Strategies. Welcome to the show, Mark.
0: Thank you for having me, Mandy. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for your time.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad that we finally nailed you down so we can come into the podcast. This is really a place where our clients who we get to have on the podcast and share their story it's really a fun place to be at where you've really accomplished a whole level of success where I just want to acknowledge you for that, Mark, and you know, share your story with some of the people who maybe have, are at where you were at before, or maybe even an earlier stage in that, and to help them see what's ahead of them and maybe a different way of seeing the growth in their company that they thought before.
0: That's great. And You said the key word, and that's being able to see. I think when I started the program, I couldn't see everything that others could see. And so I think it really helps to gain that outsider's perspective to be able to see a vision that you may not be able to see. I think he coached that uh, when the vision expands, the business expands. And sometimes there are some self-limiting beliefs that hold you back and you really can how you see yourself and how you see your business really play a huge impact on your growth as well as your business's growth.
1: Well, thanks so much for sharing that. So Mark, do you mind sharing where you were at a couple of years ago, whatever numbers you feel comfortable sharing? Sure. Um,
0: yeah. So several years ago before I started the program, I was you know, well under a million in gross sales. So somewhere, you know, well below that and just wanted to be able to grow to that size and larger. And so even aside from the numbers, the business was very much more based on me and not the rest of my team. And so I realized we really wanted to shift just the strategic focus of the company where it's not all about me and what I deliver, but more about our team and the results we deliver. And so I knew we needed to make just a fundamental business shift away from it just being a you know solopreneur just on myself to really an entire team. And so now we've been able to make that shift, we're still making that shift. I think to some degree, you'll always be scaling your business. But now we have close to 10 people well over that revenue target that we had targeted. We, we grew even during the pandemic, our sales were higher than ever. And then even post-pandemic now, or now at 2021, we're growing sales between 40 and 50% for the year. So we're able to grow and add people. And so it's not just a number size, certainly that plays a factor, but it's also a strategic shift just in the, in the way the company is made up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I remember that you were already a high-level expert in your field. So what field are you in?
0: Oh, great question. Yes. So I am the founder of On The Mark Strategies, and we're a company that specializes in helping credit unions and community banks both develop and execute their strategy, their brand, and their growth. So we're a highly niche business that really focuses really on the financial services industry. And our job is to really help them grow in multiple areas. And we do that through various offerings, whether it's through branding, whether it's through strategic planning, some of the the training that we do, lots of different avenues that we do to to help them achieve their growth goals.
1: Right. So then I know that you were saying being less about a solopreneur and more about a company, but I know that when we first met, you definitely didn't just have a solo business. No. It might have looked like that on the outside of it because. (laughs) A lot of your business comes from speaking and really you being the face and expert of the brand. So how have you made that shift where you still are the face and the focus of the brand? How have you been able to do that where you're now making six-figure deals that are delivered a lot less with a lot less of you?
0: Yeah, exactly. Great, great question. It is a shift we're making and continue to make. You know, you can still be the point person as the owner and founder of the company and still do a lot of the sales and whatnot. But I think the shift that needs to make is companies, while they still are looking for you, they're hiring results. They want the results you deliver. And so if you can make it more about the process than the person, that's what helps. And so we help to show that. And then also, I will tell you, one of the key factors is getting the right people on your team in place. You've got to have the confidence in the team that you have to be able to deliver when you're not in the room. And so while there's a place for you to be in the room, a place for you to start the business, get the business, speak to the business, whether that you're on the platform or off the platform, but you have to have a great team behind you to be able to deliver those results. And the client also has to understand that they're not just getting you, they're getting the results. They're getting an entire team behind you and really sell that aspect. And honestly, it's better for the client because they have a whole wealth of folks behind you that are going to deliver that.
1: So I know this was a huge problem for you at the beginning. What percentage of services a couple of years ago, when you sold a client, what percentage were you did the one? Yeah, it for? could be
0: 70 to 80% at least of our business was primarily myself, easily, not higher than that. So yeah, very much so. And so now we shifted into, we're continuing to shift again. Now it's down to 50% or less, and we're going to continue to make that shift even more and more over time. So again, it is gradual. It's not something you to do overnight, but certainly with the assistance of your program, we've been able to really look at our processes, our procedures, and to really take it to where it's less on me and more on others. And you still get drawn into the business, but that's always going to happen to some degree. But again, my team famously has a drinking game now where I say, you know, we need to work. I need to work as an owner on the business, not in the business. And I preach that to them and they take a drink every time I say it, which is multiple times a day. But the reality is it's so, so true is that as the owner, you've got to work on the business, not in the business. And that's a C-shift change and it takes some time, but you can absolutely do this. Anyone can do this. If I can do it, anyone can do it.
1: So I remember when, we first started this down this path. I mean, you saw the case studies, you saw the results, you'd seen other people have been able to be successful, but this was a massive leap of faith for you because could you actually see how it was going to work for you?
0: Well, was I able to see it? Yes and no, I saw it, but being a Gen Xer, I was skeptical and cynical. So I was like, yeah, well, but to a degree, but, you know, we decided to, to make the investment and, and look at it and just pay you know, multiple, multiple fold. Time and time again, because of the investment that we made, so it's definitely yielded that and more. And again, I go back to the vision. You got to be able to see what others don't, and, and you got to be able to. Are you got to see what they see in you? And sometimes you don't see that you're just too close. So there was a little bit of I won't say cynicism or skepticism, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try it, and it's been fantastic.
1: So. Mm. Well, and it's especially difficult for your. Business because you know, you actually have it's like kind of like you have two businesses here you have a speaking business and you're a professional speaker in the banking industry, which people are listening to this right now. That is not an easy industry to get into and to become a master in, and where they're asking you to come and speak, where they're paying you to come and speak. And that creates a real problem when they see you on the stage and they're like, All right, I want Mark. Yes. So I know that we've been banging our head against the wall and that problem in the earlier stages here. So what did you do to be able to uncouple yourself from that? And I know you mentioned a little bit there, but...
0: a couple of things. Hired the right people, for sure. you know, And hiring people who could deliver if I wasn't there. That's, that's the key. You've got to surround yourself with great people who can deliver it in your absence. So that's part of it is price adjustment. So strategically, if they want you, if they want me versus someone else, maybe it's a premium. Uh, t- to get me to be there. So there's a price adjustment, but there's also a people adjustment. And part of it is learning to help the client and potential clients to understand, look, really honestly, you don't want market, you just want the results you can deliver. And so who's delivering it doesn't matter as much. But again, you can't send them scrubs. You know, you gotta have A plus players. And I think that's something that a lesson learned from your program, Mandy, is the idea of surround yourself with A people, hire A people, even if you're not in the hiring mode, if you have, have an opportunity to bring on an A player, you do that. And that's something that we've tried to do. And then we've also just tried to operationalize our processes. And we, uh, so I surround myself with people who can implement that, but it's still an ongoing challenge. And, and another just practical tip is you also want to bring your team or the people who are going to deliver it, bring them in at an early stage, maybe even in the sales process, so that when you're talking to a potential client, then if you have your team who might be doing a lot of the delivery, they're on in it from day one. And so you got to be able to do that practically as well. So, as an example, today we were having a conversation with a potential client that has, you know, so I brought in my team from day one. So they see them right off the bat and they say, oh, okay, these Hmm. people know what they're talking about. And so it's not the mark show. Can't make it about you. You've got to make it about your company in the process. And also, I will tell you, and I think we've had talks like this, part of it too is you got to check your ego at the door. Because sure, man, it feels great if they want you. Oh, that's one of that boost your ego of you feel like Superman. And okay. the reality is, you know, Superman solo. And you got to be someone else. And I think it goes back to the: Are you a Superman leader or are you a Yoda leader? And the idea is you want to be a Yoda. You want to be the guide. You don't want to be the superhero because then that's who they want. They want Superman. Right. But again, if you can be that Yoda leader where you're the coach and the guide, that's a whole different business approach.
1: Right. I'll continue to be excited to see you get less and less and less involved in this as you're continuing to grow the company. But going from a place where a speaker that's delivering the services where over 80%, we I mean, were saying 70 to 80% here, but I actually remember it being higher percentage, if I recall.
0: Oh, originally, yes. When I first started the company, it was just me.
1: Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to loop back to here too, is that you had talked about operationalizing. So one of the things that we see happen a lot when agencies, consulting companies are operationalizing is that they operationalize a lot around activities around like we're doing, this is the branding piece here. This is this piece here. And I remember one of the biggest challenges you were running into is like, well, how do we go from like them buying these individual packages? Maybe it's $30,000 here, $30,000 there, and then always having to re-up them and re-enroll them in the next piece with gaps in between to, you know, what is it going to take for us to have these ongoing retainer packages?
0: And that was one of the magic steps that you guys were able to help us coach on in that we had a lot of different products, so to speak, that are solutions that we offered. And so what you guys were able to help us do is really package and bundle those products into one overall solution that we were able to develop to call the credit union or the community bank growth accelerator, program, which is now something that we offer and it's a way for our clients to accelerate their growth. And like you said, we had about four or five different things that we were offering as one-offs with this package, we're able to kind of group them together and sell them as one kind of larger project. And it's a retainer type client, which that was something also we were trying to shift business-wise as being less project focused, but also have more retainer income. And so by making that shift and creating that new package with your help, that's been able to really galvanize our growth a significant amount from that. And it's a higher offering, but it's bundling things and it makes it easier for the client to implement. Also makes it easier for us. It's a a win-win all across the board.
1: So how have you seen your pricing and your overall sales conversions? I guess that's two questions, but how have you seen the pricing change when you use this new offer, the credit growth accelerator?
0: Yeah, the pricing has been more of a grouping strategy where they're getting, they're bundling things all together. So the pricing, rather than doing and also, you didn't have to sell every single item one off at a time. That's been a huge plus is by grouping them, you really have to wind up doing one sale rather than five or six different sales. And obviously, anytime you go into a sales process, they might say no. So the fact that you're able to get one giant yes rather than three yeses and two maybes, you know, it just makes it easier. for them. So that bundling of the process allowed us to get the pricing better both for the client and for us, and it gives us us a a larger security as well, just from having that great retainer income. So I don't know if that answered Mm -hmm. your question or not.
1: It does. But the other piece around here is what is the promise around this growth accelerator? So what kind of growth do they get from working with your team? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So we were able to go back and look at some of our clients in the historical data we were able to deliver for them. So one of the big measures or tracking in our industry is called ROA, our return on assets. And we're able to Guarantee somewhere between twenty-five to fifty percent growth in their ROA, increase their assets somewhere between twenty to twenty-five percent, increase their customer or member growth rate as well. So we were able to look at say, okay, look those clients that had done all those things. What do we get? And so we were able to quantify that and say, hey, well, here are the results you're going to deliver, and they're much larger than just a one-off project. They can hire anyone to deliver some of those products and services, but they really want the results. And so with our program, we are able to guarantee those large ticket results.
1: And your average price point for average when you were selling the individual, what was the price point on that versus what you're selling it for now for your retainers? Great
0: question. It would depend on the type of project, but probably somewhere, one each, probably somewhere between 10 to 20 or 10 to 25,000, depending on what that individual piece was. Now we're able to bundle multiple of those projects into close to six figures on average. And they're paid out over a monthly retainer, which for us, just gave our business so, so much more sustainability and stability. So That's we were right. able to increase great
1: It you you're able to increase less,
0: right? Increase our prices. I mean, bottom line. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So going somewhere between 10 to 25,000 to the, on average a six figure engagement. So.
0: Exactly. And the beauty of that too, is I didn't have to deliver all that. That's also by putting it into a bundled package, then we could say, okay, I might do one piece of that, but I'm not doing all the pieces. And that also allowed the client to understand, okay, this is a company, not a person. And so that also allowed me to free up my time.
1: So then when you're looking at that, would you find when you piece that all together and put this into a one bundle of overall outcome for the retainer, are you finding that it's more profitable for you to deliver it that way?
0: Oh, much, much more profitable. Especially when I calculate profitability in terms of my time, it's far more profitable because I'm not out there delivering as much as I used to. So that's a huge win. But then also it's more profitable because it involves the rest of our team. And without a doubt, it's more profitable. Not just even in bottom line dollars, but profitable in time, profitable in products, all that very much so. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad that you shared that because I think that's one of the biggest pieces is as consulting companies and agencies, they're scaling. What ends up happening is is that the profit margins actually decrease.
0: So ours increased. Oh, yeah, our profit margin increased. And I'm very, very diligent in focusing on what is our profit margin. And so our profit margin for each of those products has increased, but also our overall profit margin for the company is significant in that we really are probably somewhere, you know, between 25 to 30 percent profit margin. And that's something I really, really focus on as a business owner. And that is after salary and after paying significant bonuses. We pay quite a bit in bonuses a year if we deliver it to our people because I really believe they're the ones who are providing the services.
1: So so there's two different profitability pieces that I heard you say. And one is around the gross profit, it sounds like like the actual cost to deliver the services and then the other overall net profit. And would you be willing to share how much have you seen the the net or the gross profit increasing?
0: So we're increasing now to where our gross and net are probably somewhere between 25 to 30% uh, easily, which is top line performance for our industry and consultancies. So yes, and it was well below that beforehand. So but again, because I'm the only one doing the work, right? I mean, there's only so much of me to go around. So by increasing the profit margin, that allows us to really, to be able to grow.
1: Well, so I actually really like that you pointed that out and I'm asking these questions so specifically because Mark, I know you know your numbers and you (laughs) really, you really have your eye on the ball there. And this is one of the most important things that people don't understand why they're so stuck in the business. They're stuck in the business because there's not the profit margins to be able to hire it out without actually losing more and more money.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You don't want to say it's all about profit because you're in it for, to help the client obviously. But you've got to have your eye on the numbers, profitability-wise. You can grow sales all day long, but if your expenses go up higher than your sales, you're not profitable. So you really got to focus in as a business owner on what are your numbers, and you got to know your numbers. And, and it's taken me a while to, to learn all the numbers, and I still have experts that help me on the outside on that, because that's not showing really my area of expertise, but it does help to kind of focus on that.
1: Mm-hmm. So then, looking at that, what did you expect was going to happen as you scaled to your profit?
0: Yeah, great question. Honestly. I thought just going in that if we scale the business, profitability would go down because it was already pretty high. And I was very comfortable with where the profit numbers were. So I thought if we scaled the business, I as an owner might make less money because I'm having to hire more people. We're having to grow. And I was OK with that. I mean, I was OK making less money. That was, that was no big deal. But what I saw was even as we scaled our profit margin actually grew, our gross profit, obviously our top line sales did as well. So scaling actually, if done correctly, can actually increase your profitability, not decrease it if it's done correctly. You might have a minor dip, but for the most part, if you do it right, you can absolutely win out in the end. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I think that's a really good, concise piece there because you're seeing profit margins increase. You're seeing yourself working less and less. And you're seeing the top line grow and also the bottom line grow. Those are actually the three core factors right there, right? The top line growth, bottom line growth, and the actual growth in your freedom, your wealth, your wealth of time. Correct. Correct. And so I just really want to acknowledge you for your dedication to making this work, because that's what has made the difference. That's what sets apart people like yourself who are committed to success and see that kind of success from the people who go at it a little bit, but then just kind of get stuck in it and then say, well, you know, it doesn't really work for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't continue in the grind. Try and see the vision. See what is out there for you. That doesn't mean you won't have days or seasons that aren't grinds. It's just going to happen that way. But the reality is I think you've got to be able to see the vision of what your company can become and how you can grow it. And then there are all kinds of ways to get to that implementation. And again, you don't have to sacrifice profits or bottom line money in order to grow your business. If done right, you can do it correctly both ways.
1: Love it. Well, thanks for sharing that, Mark. So, where's next for your company, and how has that changed since you've gone through this process?
0: Yeah, it's going to be continuing to get that number that is on mine to get smaller and smaller. It's continuing for me to eventually have less delivery. It doesn't mean I'm not in the company. It just means I, I deliver less. And so, I hope that number will and it will will continue to get less and less, so that I can have folks out there on my team who are doing far more of the delivery, where maybe they're doing 75, 80% of the delivery, and I'm doing less and less. And then it still means hopefully I can still spend the majority of my time growing the company, growing the sales, working on the business, side in the business. And then also being able to spend more of my time on speaking, on those kind of endeavors and still working with our some of our prime clients. So that's kind of how I see it for next and to continue to grow the grow sales of the company, continue to grow the company moving forward. That's kind of How I see it moving.
1: Okay. So then, you know, what is your exit path? I mean, at some point you're going to want to retire. So now that you've gone this direction, I mean, how much do you want to grow the company? Are you looking at more stepping back and having it run as, you know, you being a hands off CEO, installing someone to run in the company for you, or rather run and grow like as a CEO? Or are you looking at more selling? Like if you're willing to answer that.
0: Great question. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I have several exit lanes I can take, which I think is part of your exit strategy. You should not just have one lane that you can take. You should have a few different ways that you can exit. And again, that's still many years off for me. But one path is my daughter is working for me. My oldest daughter is working for me now, which has been a huge blessing as we continue to grow the company. She's growing a great deal. She's handling more of the operations side right now and the marketing side. So we'll just see where her personal and professional career takes her you know, that is something that certainly one potential exit lane. And then the key too is, as you exit is to kind of see, I still want to be involved in the company as much as possible. It maybe my role changes over time, where I continue to be kind of focused on the CEO and the sales side. I, I love the sales side of it. I love the speaking side of it. So that's where I want to be able to continue to put more of my energy and everything and less on the delivery so that the delivery can honestly be done without me. That's really where you want to go to. And then We'll see what comes into as far as do you sell the company? Do you not sell the company? Those are questions that will be answered down the line.
1: Right. Well, it sounds like very exciting adventure. And it's been, you know, honestly, your company has been one of the most challenging as far as you being so involved in the day-to-day of it, because they're seeing your face in the stage and you're selling it. And there's whole pieces that they're expecting you to deliver to. Yes. Seeing you really morph out of this to really step into the CEO role where, yes, you're the brand, you're the face, but where you're not delivering it. I mean, this is more than anything, seeing this has been really exciting to see our models stress test a little bit. I love that actually. Cause Are you I saying that. I
0: caused you and your team stress? Is that what
1: you're saying? We did. We did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, You know what? If every one of our clients doesn't cause us a little bit of stress, there's nothing for us, to, no ways for us to grow and develop, right? So there you go. But COVID stress tests the system a little bit too. And, okay. and every time you have your own methodology, stress tested it, because it's an opportunity to get it better and better and see results even faster. So it's been exciting to work with you in that way. And so Mark, if people want to get in contact with you for your wonderful services on on, on the Mark strategy, where can they find you? Great. It's
0: a couple of places. One is obviously our website, which is markarnold.com. Pretty straightforward, markarnold.com. You can also check me out on LinkedIn. My handle there is at the initial J Mark Arnold, J Mark Arnold check me out on LinkedIn. You can always email me directly, mark at markarnold.com, and I'll get right back to you. So I also like to kind of have one final tip if I can kind of throw it out Oh, there. absolutely, um, for, please. For those, as you're looking at developing your products and services, no matter where you are, I really want to encourage you to, to look at what is an entry-level assessment type product that you can do for clients. So that's something that we've seen some good success with is you have a product that kind of just might be a lower price point, but it allows you to kind of see the entire business and how you can help them grow. And so, you know, we have the marketing assessment, which really allows us to go in and look at community banks and credit unions on the assessment side to assess what's working in the marketing, what's not. And that provides great value. If all they do is the assessment, they'll get a fantastic ROI or return on investment. But then that also allows you to see where are there other ways that you might be able to help that client Improve their things, their processes, their products, and that might potentially lead for additional business. It may not for you, but it could. And so, I would recommend you know look at your products and services, and do you have something that you can offer at a lower end to assess the client and help them longer term.
1: Love that. Thank you so much for your generosity and sharing that. And I know that a little while back, Mark actually broke down his entire process over an hour long training session with our whole tribe, and man, it was amazing. Thank you so much for that tip, Mark. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Mark. It's been such a pleasure working with you and seeing you grow and develop and your business just take off.
0: Thank you, Mandy. I appreciate all the help. You know, a large part of our growth, that 40, 50% growth that we're having, that's a direct result of much of the work that we've done with you guys. And so I want to thank you as well. And again, I just do want to encourage the listeners that are out there, gosh, should I invest in what Mandy's offering? Does this really work? I can tell you without a doubt. It does. If you want to see more growth in your company, absolutely invest in her program because you will.
1: Thanks. That's quite an endorsement coming from you, Mark. We appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Anytime.